Act One, Scene One, of Rollo's Wild Oat, by Claire Coomer. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Cast in order of their appearance. Houston, Rollo's man. Read by Zames Curran. Lydia, Rollo's sister. Read by Tricia G. Rollo Webster, a youth with aspirations. Read by Chuck Williamson. Mr. Stein, a theatrical manager. Read by Son of the Exiles. Goldie Macduff, an actress. Read by Devorah Allen. George Lucas, an actor. Read by Thomas Peter. Mrs. Park Gales, of the profession. Read by Beth Thomas. Wortley Camperdown, of the profession. Read by Philip Gould. Thomas Skitterling, of the profession. Read by Alan Mapstone. Aunt Lane, Rollo's great aunt. Read by T.J. Burns. Horatio Webster, Rollo's grandfather. Read by Larry Wilson. Bella, housemaid at the Webster's. Read by Lian Yao. Stage directions. Read by Todd. Act One, Scene One, Rollo's Studio, Central Park West, New York City. Time twelve o'clock on a morning in early spring. Scene Two, the same the following evening. Act Two, Scene One, Rollo's Dressing Room. The Oddity Theatre. Scene two, on the stage, that very moment. Act three, scene one, sitting room, Grandfather Webster's house, Shellbrook, a few hours later. Scene two, the same, the following morning. Rollo's Wild Oat, Act one, scene one. A duplex apartment, a large studio with a stairway, practical, and balcony which runs across rear of scene. This leads to Rollo's bedroom. Below is swing door leading into kitchenette. The room is artistically furnished, contains a baby grand piano, and some good chairs and a table. There are rugs hanging over the balcony, and some tall Japanese jars containing artificial cherry blossoms. The effect of the room in color is gold and blue, and it is Japanese in character. At rise, on curtain, doorbell buzzer. Enter Houston from the kitchenette, pulling on his coat. Houston is a very superior gentleman's gentleman, rather melancholy in appearance. He goes to door right center, admits Lydia. She is an attractive girl of eighteen, smartly dressed. She enters briskly as though she had a right to be there. Really, you should not have come up, Miss Lydia. Lydia, left of chair, right. I don't know what you mean, Houston, saying that I can't come up to my own brother's studio. Houston, right of chair, right. It's only that I had strict orders, miss, not to let anyone up. Well, a sister isn't anybody, Houston. She is not included in such orders. Lydia lays for a neck piece on the piano. Please remember that in future. Where is my brother? Mr. Rollo is not up yet, miss. Not up? He was out late last night, 
and he said he was going to have a very busy day, and didn't wish to be disturbed before twelve. Lydia, left center. A busy day. When is he going to begin to have it? You'd better wake him up, Houston. No, miss. I am getting paid to carry out Mr. Rollo's instructions, and carry them out I shall. If he does pay you, Houston, it will be out of the money grandfather gave him to go into business with. As to that, I cannot say, miss. And do you think grandfather would have given him the money if he had thought Mr. Rollo was going to leave home and come in town and have a studio and have you and everything? As to that, I cannot say, miss. Lydia sits center-right of table center. Grandfather thinks it is a dreadful thing for you to do, Houston, to leave us without a moment's notice. You know it's impossible to get anyone in the country this time of year. Yes, miss. Don't think I have it so easy here. All there is to this place is what you see, and Mr. Rollo's bedroom upstairs. I've got no place to sit when he has callers, but the sink in the kitchenette. Buzz kitchenette. Mr. Rollo's tray. Exit Houston into kitchenette. Lydia goes to piano and begins to play briskly. I love to wander in the spring when tiny birds are darting high. I love to wander in the spring and drink my fill and drink my fill of sun and sky. Rollo enters in dressing gown and slippers. He stands on balcony looking down at Lydia. She looks up. Rollo is a rather serious young man of twenty-two or twenty-three. If you love to wander in the spring, don't let me detain you. Comes down stairway. So I'm not safe from your persecutions even here. Houston said you were going to have a busy day. I thought you'd better begin. Always thinking of others. Lydia left center, leaving piano and coming to him with a coaxing smile. Rollo, please don't be cross because I came. Rollo, right center. I'm not cross. The utter hopelessness of getting away from my family depresses me. That's all. I'll feel better when I've had something to eat. Houston enters with Trey. Will you have it down here, sir? Rollo sits right of table. Yes. Try to keep as many people out as possible while I'm eating my breakfast. Will you, Houston? As Houston sets tray on table. Lydia, sitting left of table. It wasn't Houston's fault that I came up, Rollo. He told me not to, but I told the elevator man you expected me. I hope you told him you were my sister. No, I didn't. Should I have? Houston, you'd better step out and tell the elevator man it was my sister that came up. Just mention it casually, you know. Don't say that's why you rang for him. Yes, sir. Starts right to door. What shall I say I rang for him to come up for? Oh, anything. Ask him why the service is so bad at night when he's not on. That'll please him. Houston exits upright. Rollo, please tell me, what are you going to do with your money? How's grandfather? He misses you dreadfully, Rollo, and so does Toby. Every time I go into your room, he growls and barks so. Grandfather? 
Toby, well, why do you go into my room? Because I miss you, too. Houston enters, starts for kitchenette. Isn't there some orange marmalade in the place, Houston? I'll see, sir. Exits into kitchenette. Grandfather gave me a check for exactly the same amount he gave you, to do what I liked with. Wasn't it dear of him? Yes. Have you got it with you? No, fortunately I haven't. Well, it doesn't matter. I don't need it yet. Rollo, you're really going to begin to sow your wild oats, aren't you? My dear, I am going to sow just one oat. If it doesn't turn out right, I shall hand myself over to Grandfather and become interested in. Houston, who has entered with jam. Orange marmalade, sir? Thank you, Houston. You can find most anything in that kitchenette, if you take the trouble to look. You don't even have to trouble to look for a lot of things in there, sir. There's mice, too. Thanks. I don't care for any. One oat. Tell me about it, Rollo. How's Aunt Lane? She's well. I left her at Wanamaker's. Well, I hope she stays there. Phone rings. Houston, at phone. Mr. Stein, calling by appointment. Rollo, importantly, rising. Tell him to come up. Houston, into phone. Mr. Stein can come up. Exits. Rollo, to Lydia. I should say so. Now you've kept me talking all this foolishness. I don't want to see him in this dressing gown. Lydia, coming center. I'll see him. I'll tell him you'll be right down. You will oblige me by going back to Wanamaker's at once. He hurriedly exits up the stairs. Houston, you'd better take the tray. Houston, from outside in kitchenette. Just a moment, miss. Rollo, off. Houston, where are my shoes? Houston, emerging from kitchenette, passes rapidly up the stairs with the shoes containing shoe trees. Coming, sir. Lydia, after a moment's hesitation, goes to piano, sings. I love to wander in the spring when tiny birds are darting high. Studio Bell. I love to wander in the spring and drink my fill and drink my fill of sun and sky. Bell rings again. Lydia goes to the door and opens it, admitting Mr. Stein. Come right in. Stein, going right center. I am calling to see Mr. Webster. Lydia, right of Stein. Yes, I know. I'm his er, secretary. <laughs> no, I'm not really. I'm his sister. Stein, not believing her, smiles. I am Mr. Stein, Miss... Uh... Won't you take off your coat and put it somewhere? Thanks. Houston, coming down the stairs. Let me take your coat. Takes Stein's coat. Stein to Houston. Mr. Webster? <laughs> no, that's Houston. Houston exits with Trey. I don't know him. Lydia, crossing left. He's our... Oh, well, it doesn't matter. Do sit down. I'll sit here. On piano bench. 
Are you fond of music, Mr. Stein? Stein follows Lydia left, sits left of table. I don't mind it. I hear so much of it in my business I got used to it. What is your business, Mr. Stein? I am a theatrical manager. A theatrical manager? It's a wonderful business, isn't it? To be able to make so much money and have so much fun at the same time. Stein, looking a little dubious. You a professional, miss? No, not yet. My grandfather is very much opposed to the stage. Oh, you got a grandfather? Yes, haven't you? I suppose I had one but I don't know where he is. I wish I didn't know where mine was. Both laugh. <laughs> oh, I ought not to say that. He's a perfect darling at times. Enter Rollo down the stairs with dignity. Mr. Stein? Lydia? Just a moment. Takes her aside right center. Wanamakers. Lydia takes her fur. Stein bows. Lydia makes a feint of going out, but slips up the stairs near the door and goes into Rollo's bedroom unseen. Won't you smoke? Offering cigarettes, which Stein refuses. A cigar? Stein assents. Rollo looks for cigars in desk left. And then let's get down to business. Yes, that's a good idea, because I haven't got very much time. Goes right of table. Rollo finds cigars. Stein takes one. Business of lighting. Stein sits right of table. I was interested in y'all letter, Mr. Webster, because it's just between seasons, you see, and I might take an interest in something, if it was all right. Rollo puts cigars back in desk, going left of table. Well, my proposition is very simple. No reason why we shouldn't understand each other from the start. If you are interested, all right. And if you are not, all right, too. Well, Mr. Webster, the first thing I will say is, I've been in this business for twenty years, and I confess I don't know anything about it. Rollo, sitting left of table. I see. Well, do you think that is a good thing? Well, it is a fact. What I mean to say is, if I knew what would be a successful play, I'd never put on anything else. But I don't know. Nobody knows. I see. It's the public. You can't count on it. Give them something good, and I'll go to see something bad. Give them something bad, and I don't like that neither. I see. Well, of course, there's... No trouble about my play. It's a great play, and the critics will all like it. That's what they all think, Mr. Webster. No one ever wrote a bad play that knew it. Well, I didn't write this play. And when I say it's good, I mean it's a play the critics will respect. So there'll be no trouble with them. They may not like my acting, but... They can't find fault with the play. At least, they never have. Oh, it has been played before. What is the name of it, Mr. Webster? Rollo, taking a cigarette. Hamlet. 
there is a muttered exclamation and light glass crash from the kitchenette. Hamlet, you think anyone wants to see it? They always have. It's lived all these years. Lived? But how? You're making a mistake, Mr. Webster. If you money to put in show business, take it from me. Let Hamlet alone. No, Mr. Stein, I can't let Hamlet alone. Because he won't let me alone. I'm sorry I asked Goldie to meet me, Hal. Who is Goldie? She's a little gal got a lot of talent, Mr. Webster. Dances and might make a hit in a gal show, you know. Oh. A very pretty gal. Well, I'd like to see her. I've got a lot of new ideas about producing the play. It's just possible I might use her. Tain't possible there's a Hamlet slip by me, Mr. Webster. You're speaking of the old piece, ain't you, that's got to be or not to be in it? Yes, to be or not to be, whether tis better. Stein, rising. I'm sorry, Mr. Webster. I wish I could do business with you, but I'm a man that don't like to see anyone throw their money away. Money is hard to get. Not always. Phone rings. Enter Houston from Kitchenette. Houston, some scotch and soda. Houston, at phone, to Rollo. It's Miss McDuff calling. It ain't worth while to let her up. Oh, yes, if you don't mind, ask her to come up. Houston, into phone. Let the young lady come up, please. Exits into Kitchenette. I have leased a theater. You have leased it? What theater, Mr. Webster? The oddity. But it ain't finished yet. It will be when I get in it. Stein crosses the table and sits right of table. What are those new ideas you got about producing Mr. Webster? Well, extreme simplicity in the first place. It's been done to death. Unless you got some new kind. What do you mean by simplicity? I would use the same set for every scene. Just throwing on different colored lights to give an effect of ghastliness, beauty, morning, or evening, as the case might be. The same set for a bedroom or a jail? Certainly. The text, the costumes, the lights tell the story. The costumes. People have gone to bed in a jail, you know, if they are unlucky enough. Rollo, rising and crossing to right of Stein. I know, but you never saw pink bourgeois lights in a jail. Then I'd like to see a flight of steps leading down into the audience, and if at any time during the play some gifted auditor was moved to join in the performance, I'd like to allow it. I don't want to be separated from my audience. It's a good thing to be separated from a Mr. Webster. It ain't the gifted ones that usually want to join in. I'm afraid those steps would lead to a general roughhouse, especially with Hamlet. Houston enters with scotch and soda. Any more ideas, Mr. Webster? Rollo, crossing to left of table. 
yes with my very modern methods perfect naturalness and simplicity i would like to combine the old school and the other actors exemplifying the fact that hamlet was a modern spirit surrounded by old forms old customs and traditions all but ophelia i would have her just such a one as myself doorbell buzzer stein rising you mean have the part played by a man houston goes to door no no but modern you know simple and natural houston opens door announcing miss mcduff enter goldie she is a girl of twenty-one or two rather timid naturally but brave as occasion may require she is blonde and has an expression of arch wistfulness she is dressed in a plain blue serge tailor-made suit how do goldie this is mr webster i'm very glad to meet you gives him her hand stein dropping down right i guess i got you here on a full sail arm goldie really looking anxiously at rollo yes mr webster's going to play shakespeare shakespeare oh does that mean horror or admiration or what why it doesn't mean anything only that lets me out if you'd come into my office yesterday i could have put you into a nice little review the midnight ride the supper show good money you know i can't do those things why goldie surprised looking at him it sounds so silly i get sleepy about twelve o'clock i'm used to going to bed early ain't that ridiculous i never heard anyone on the stage talk like you goldie it's excitement keeps you awake it's temperament that's what does it ain't you got any i don't believe so i'm relieved of course after it's over if i haven't done anything too dreadful but that's all she's just made for it ain't it funny there is a pause and rollo looks thoughtful i'm afraid we're taking mr webster's time no no not at all i was just thinking goldie eyes him nervously and the play i'm going to do there is a very sweet simple young girl unhappy you know the way they usually are which play is it mr webster why uh, hamlet oh hamlet yes hamlet <sighs> nothing to be afraid of you know it's just his name just the way rollo is mine of course only only what rollo seems so different so much nicer oh, awful name i wouldn't have had it only my mother was so fond of reading tell me do you sing hardly at all well that's quite enough ophelia goes mad you know and sings well i might do that mr webster excuse me have i made a mistake is this the old hamlet or have you maybe made some changes in it 
Have you made it into a musical show? No, I haven't. Shakespeare put songs in for Ophelia. Not exactly songs, but fragments. Fragments? I would like to hear you sing, but I can't play for you. Oh, I can play for myself, but I don't really think there's any use in it, do you? Yes. I don't know of anything more important in the world. I don't think this piano is very good, but it has all the keys on it. <sighs> Please, won't you? Rollo goes to piano. He plays a little. Stein and Goldie down right. I believe this fellow's a nut. You know, this show he's going to do may be very funny. Oh, Mr. Stein. Goldie goes to Rollo. Stein follows and sits at table. Rollo, after playing a few chords, rising. Seems to be all right. Houston must have oiled it this morning. Sing something sad. Something about flowers, memories, and albums, and old forget-me-nots, and all that sort of thing. Goldie, sitting at piano. Would one about roses do? Yes, of course it would. Is it sad? Well, it's quite sad. Good. Go ahead. Goldie begins to sing softly. Blushing John Rosas, to you I've given. Stops. No, that's wrong. Rollo, leaning over piano. It's beautiful. Go on, please do. Blushing June Rosas, Perfectly beautiful. Oh, no, it was dreadful. It wasn't. Isn't there any more of it? Oh, yes, that was just the refrain. But it's enough, I should think. But it isn't. Do just begin it. I can't. I can't sing. My voice is all gone. I've been crying. Rises. Crying? Oh, oh, dear. Well, never mind. You've really sung quite enough. Your voice is pathetic. I should think so. Just as it should be. I know you can do it. You shall play Ophelia. Goldie, shocked, sits on piano bench. Oh, Mr. Webster, you don't really mean that. I certainly do mean it. Oh, but that would be dreadful. Why, I couldn't any more play Ophelia. Why not? Because it's a great part, and someone great should play it. Not at all. Ophelia wasn't a great tragedian forty-five years old. She was just a simple little girl like you. She fell in love with me. That's all you've got to do. I mean, you can play Ophelia because you're young and pretty. Is your hair long? Goldie, rising. Oh, no, I couldn't, Mr. Webster. Yes, it is long. 
Frollo, turning to Stein. Well, Mr. Stein, Miss Macduff is just what I want. Stein, who has been enjoying the scotch and soda, rising. What? For Ophelia. Now, about the rest of the cast, if you want to go on with it. Well, I'm getting quite interested in your project, Mr. Webster. Good. Then why don't we go ahead until something stops us? I don't care who you engage for the rest of the cast, as long as they're regular Shakespearean actors. But they must have had experience. Well, if Shakespearean actors don't have experiences, I don't know who does. Suppose you bring an assortment round here tomorrow night. It might be as well for me to look at them before you engage them. Well, that couldn't do any harm. I'll think it over, Mr. Webster, and let you know. All right. There's no risk in it for you, you know. Houston comes from Kitchenette and hovers over tray and bottles. That's all right, but I don't want to see you lose anything, neither. Don't worry about me. Well, I think we may as well be going along. We had a very pleasant call anyway, Mr. Webster. Houston helps Stein on with his coat. Goldie crosses right. Won't you have something? To Goldie, who casts a frightened look at the tray. Oh, no, nothing. I never do. Just plain soda, I meant. No, thank you. You will be here in front me. Come and go there. Goldie crosses right. Rollo to Goldie. Must you go? Won't you let Houston make you a cup of tea? Goldie, crossing two steps. No, thank you, Mr. Webster. Well, you'll come tomorrow night, won't you? I will, if... I'll try to, Mr. Webster. Crosses two steps more. Can't I call for you? No. Oh, no. Goodbye. Stein and Goldie exit, the door being held open for them patiently by Houston. Rollo goes to piano and tries to play Goldie's song. Blushing June roses to you I've given. Ready studio bell. Houston, coming left center. Pardon me, sir, but would it be convenient for you, for me to go for a walk in the park? Certainly. Playing, sings again. La ta 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 ta, tears ere I go. I think it would rest me to spend an hour in the zoo. All right, Houston. If you can rest in the zoo, you must need it. What's the trouble? Do you have to work too hard? I'm not complaining about the work, sir. It's the kitchenette. A man can't be shut up in that place and keep his self-respect. Can't you sit up in my bedroom? No, sir. I can't be running up and down the stairs every time you call me. Well, the only other place I can suggest is under the piano. Continues song. Blushing June roses. A hurried ring at door. Houston goes, opens it, and admits Goldie. Houston returns to Kitchenette. Oh, Mr. Webster, do please forgive me for coming back. Rollo, rising. Forgive you? Why, 
I'm perfectly delighted to see you. I've missed you terribly. I was just playing the music for your entrance when you came in. Did you hear me? Goldie, right of table. It's very hard for me to tell you why I came back, Mr. Webster. Rollo, left of table. Then why do it? Suppose we say you came back because I was wishing that you would, and wishing that I had asked for your telephone number. Have you got one? No, Mr. Webster. The man in the drugstore gives me messages if they are important. The man in the drugstore? Well, does he decide whether they're important or not? Yes. And what is the name of the drugstore? It's Riddle's Drugstore, Chelsea 4321. But don't let's speak of such things at a time like this, Mr. Webster. A time like this? Is this some sort of a time? Oh, indeed. Indeed it is. Enter Houston with hat. Starts for door right. Good heavens! Then we'd better fortify ourselves for it. Houston, some tea? Houston goes into kitchenette very dejectedly. Goldie sits right of table. Oh, I had to come to tell you, to beg you. Please, Mr. Webster, don't go on with it. Don't go on with it? He's going to do it. He said so on the way down in the elevator. But I'm glad he is. <laughs> I expected him to. But you don't know him as I do. It isn't because he thinks it will be good. Of course not. It is just, just to get your money. He thinks if it does succeed it will be because it is so bad. Never mind what he thinks. I wouldn't even accuse him of such a thing. But do you realize what he is? He's not a good manager at all, Mr. Webster. Of course not. No good manager would have anything to do with me. And I am nothing at all, Mr. Webster. I don't suppose there is a worse actress in the world. Enter Houston with tea tray and service. I'm terribly afraid in the first place. My mouth dries up and I want to run right off the stage. Houston serves tea. Will you have lemon or cream? Cream, I think, is better for you. It's more soothing. Nods to Houston. Houston exits for cream. I do wish you would save yourself from us, Mr. Webster, before it is too late. Rollo, getting Book of Hamlet from Piano. I'm going to lend this to you, so you can read over the part of Ophelia. Please don't. You won't mind when you see how much Ophelia is like you. She's afraid and everything. I know. I know what you mean. Don't make me, please. I know the part perfectly well. Enter Houston, pours cream in tea. Rollo sits left of table, surprised. You know it. Oh, yes. My grandmother made me learn all those parts. Juliet and Desdemona and Rosalind and Ophelia. She did. What a wonderful grandmother. Yes, she was wonderful, Mr. Webster. Perhaps you've heard of her. They called her the beautiful Mary Mao. Houston drops pitcher on tray. I never did. My fault, I'm sure. Houston shows surprise and interest. He sets pitcher on tray, making a little clatter. 
"'She was a great actress. "'My mother went on the stage, too, in England. "'She wasn't successful at all, and I am even worse. "'Poor grandmother. "'It ruined her life to think we didn't inherit it, you know.' "'Euston exits into kitchenette. "'But how do you know you didn't?' "'Oh, Mr. Webster, how do we know anything? "'I'm simply awful on the stage. "'I'm not so bad off. "'You see, I'm not.' "'Taking the teacup.' I can lift up a cup and everything, but on the stage my hands take the strangest shapes. My feet don't look the same. Don't let me do it. My dear child, I don't care what you may or may not have been. You will find that playing Ophelia with me is quite different from anything you have ever imagined. Enter Houston again with hat. Crosses to door right. You're not drinking your tea. Isn't it right? Oh, yes, I'm sure it's delicious. I know what's the matter with it. It needs some cookies. Houston, order up some of those cookies. The nutty ones. They never send up the nutty ones, sir. Get them yourself. Houston exits door right. I don't want them, truly. Wait till you see them. They look like Mount Fujiyama, all exploding in beautiful almonds in the middle. Goldie rises. Rollo anxiously follows suit. Well, that's all, Mr. Webster. I can't do any more than warn you. I must go. Starts right. Rollo crosses to her. Let me get a cab and take you home. No, no, thank you. I live way downtown. I was going way downtown anyway. Oh, not as far as I go, I'm sure. What street is it? Eighth Street. I was, though. I was going to Seventh Street. Oh, Mr. Webster, what were you going to Seventh Street for? Why, there are only funny little shops there. I know it. I was going to one of those funny little shops. To buy some of that funny old stuff. What do you call it? What do you do with it? Well, you decide that after you get it. I was going, really. I can prove it. Look, here's my hat and stick. Gets them from right of staircase. Please. No, Mr. Webster, I can't believe that you were going down to 7th Street for anything. Well, could you believe I was going down to 42nd Street and Broadway? Yes. Then we'll go there. And I can take the subway. Yes. Won't that be jolly? I'll dash down and get a cab on the street. Takes the starter hours to do it. I'll be right back for you. Rollo goes out. Closing door with a brisk slam. Lydia, upstairs, thinking they are both gone, sings. Goldie stands by fireplace. I love to wander in the spring. Enters from Rollo's bedroom upstairs and comes out on balcony singing. Sees Goldie. Oh, mercy! Exits hastily back into bedroom, closing door. Oh, mercy! Goldie stands dejectedly for a moment. Houston enters with cookies on a plate. 
he offers them to Goldie, who refuses them without speaking. They're the nutty ones, miss. He sets cookies on the table. If you'll excuse my saying so, miss, I heard you mention your grandmother, the beautiful Miss Moe. Yes. What would you say, miss, if I were to tell you that my father acted with her? Your father? What was his name? Houston, miss. The same name as mine. Only he was Estes, and I am James. Eustace Houston? Why, he was almost as great as Grandma. Yes, miss, that was him. And I was raised to follow in his footsteps. But what was the use? There was no call for acting in London. Only in the provinces. That was the only place where they would stand for Shakespeare. Are you sorry, Houston? I mean, would you have been happier, do you think, acting Shakespeare? Who can say, miss? I would like to have played Hamlet just once. But I might not have been any happier if I had. There is a great many, miss, that wish to play that part. I sometimes think Shakespeare had a great deal to answer for, in the general discontent among the laboring classes. Enter Rollo. Already? I've got a beautiful cab all lined with royal purple. <laughs> On to 42nd Street. Houston exits into kitchenette. Mr. Webster, I've changed my mind. Really? On to 8th Street? No, I don't want you to go with me at all. Oh. Do you really mean that? Yes, I do. Please let me go by myself. I'm used to it. But I'm not. I never let you go by yourself but once. And then I tried to stop you. What's the matter? How can you have taken such a dislike to me just since I've been downstairs? I haven't taken a dislike to you, but I want to go by myself. Enter Houston. Oh, very well then. Will you at least ride in my cab? Goldie crosses to right of Rollo. I'd rather not. Uh, will you let Houston put you on your subway? It's not necessary, truly. I suppose I'll never see you again. Oh, yes, tomorrow night, if you really want me for the pot. Oh, can I really have you if I want you? Oh, yes, I couldn't afford to refuse a pot, but I think it's better to be quite independent. I mean, about going home and things like that, don't you? I think it's awful, but you won't always feel the way you do. I'm sure you won't. Perhaps even by the time you get downstairs, you'll feel differently about it. If you do, telephone up, and I'll come right down. Good boy. Goodbye. Exit Goldie. Shall I dismiss the cab, sir? Yes, or take it to the zoo. Thank you, sir. Exit Houston, door right. Enter Lydia down the stairway. Rollo, seeing her, crosses in front of table. What are you doing here? Sneak? I'm not. I'm just a loving, anxious sister. That's the same thing. You've been up there all the time? Well, after I started being up there, I couldn't stop, unless I jumped out the window. Coming down to right of table. 
spying on me i wouldn't have done it rollo but my life is so uninteresting and i had no idea that anyone was coming but mr stein when i started sneaking neither had i i know it rollo and then she came your wild oat what do you mean my wild oat is she pretty yes she is but there's nothing wild oat about her she wouldn't even let me take her to the subway in a cab she was right rollo actresses have to be awfully careful of their reputations oh rollo if i could only be like her don't be foolish but why is it foolish oh rollo won't you please let me be in it oh please rollo i'll do anything for you if you will my poor child have a cookie your mind seems to be quite unhinged i don't want it rollo why can't i i must have some talent i'm your sister you know what i'm going to play don't you hamlet yes what would you like to be what do you think nature has fitted for you in the tragedy of hamlet i don't know i'd be willing to be anything just to have some fun like the rest of you fun you don't suppose we're doing it for fun well what are you doing it for no one wants you to do it i'm doing it because it's been my lifelong ambition isn't there just some little part i could play no there aren't any little parts i know there are there always are people just come on and then you never see them again i'd be willing to be one of those rollo i'm your only little sister suppose anything should happen to me then you'd be sorry yes i would and i can at least see this doesn't happen to you lydia her manner changing sits right of table i can't promise that i won't tell grandfather the whole thing then if it's so debasing i don't think you ought to do it if you tell grandfather before the opening performance i shall never speak of you as being my sister again that won't matter everyone knows i am there's only one part you could possibly play and you certainly wouldn't want to do that i'd love to who is it one of the players who comes to announce the play that they play in the play will you let me do it rollo it's a part that requires wearing tights glancing at lydia to see the effect you wouldn't mind that i suppose no rollo not in shakespeare oh my dear darling brother what is my name in the play your name is prologue and all you have to say is for us and for our tragedy here stooping to your clemency we beg your hearing patiently lydia rising oh rollo you have made me so happy embracing him well it was quite unintentional lyd believe me curtain end of act one scene one